1: I just hold her fragile hand and time creeps across the floor.
0: award-winning actress, Marsha Gay Harden, and author <laughs> of the new book, Seasons of My Mother. And thank you so much for joining us today. You know, th- this topic of Alzheimer's has been really big here in Seattle. Um, Bill Gates's father, we're all very... Uh, Alzheimer's. He made a very big donation recently, fifty million dollars. So, um, to the Alzheimer's research. So it's something here in Seattle that's really close to all of our hearts. And now it's close to your heart. And first off, I'd like to say welcome to Seattle and thank you for coming on well, with us thank today.
2: You. Uh thank you so much. It's so lovely to speak with you. And I think it's close to so many people's hearts. I mean, even since I've written the book, the numbers have jumped up. I think it was five point five million Americans when I wrote it and it's now, about 45 million people worldwide who are suffering, and as you know, as Bill Gates knows, it's not just the person suffering, it also involves caregivers and family, so it is really pervasive, and I think on a lot of people's hearts, and of course it's on my mind and my heart right now as Mother's Day is right around the corner, and I think, I know we're all thinking about our moms, and I'm certainly thinking about mine, so thank you for having me on the show to talk about book
0: when was your mom diagnosed
2: you know that's a, a great question because one of the difficult things with alzheimer's is there are signs of it before the diagnosis and the signs are so indistinguishable with your own behaviors of distraction you know where'd i put the keys and what i walk in this room for hold on let me retrace my steps they look like distraction it looks like old age so I, my mother had signs um, of it before she was actually diagnosed, but I believe the official diagnosis I think was in, 2000, in 2009. I think it was. I sort of have let the dates go. Think about her in the stages. I don't think about her in terms of the dates. This is the day when this happened, or you know, in 2009 or whatever. Just because it's it begins to let those dates become her definition. And the whole, I think one of the whole inspirations for writing the book was to make sure that her legacy was the beautiful life that she's lived and not Alzheimer's itself. So I've found it's a surprising response when people ask me that about the dates, about what stage. I don't really know. I've kind of put it outside of my mind. But she has been living with it for about 10 years.
0: Yeah, that's... um... That, that's funny you say that. My mother had breast cancer, and people were always asking her what stage she was in, and she never wanted to say because she just said, you know, and I'm living you, with it. it doesn't matter what stage I'm in.
2: Is she still with us?
0: She is, and she's still fighting the good
2: awesome. fight. Awesome. Good for there's, her.
0: There's, there's a lot of wisdom in the title that you chose for this book, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because it really invokes – the, the circle of life and that's really what you're highlighting here is your mother's whole life not just this portion of it
2: exactly uh, and it is the seasons initially i had to write a flower book with mom a how-to flower book that was a calendar book so that's where the 12 chapter structure really comes from I, um are you hearing a beeping i'm not it was maybe someone trying to call it. Sorry, on the phone that I'm on. Um, so initially, I had been wanting to write with Mom a calendar flower book, and that's where the 12 chapter structure came in. And when Mom's memory began to dissipate, and the memoir was put in the process of being written, um, I couldn't give up that 12 chapter structure. And it begins. I didn't also want to write it in a linear fashion, so. You know right from the beginning that Alzheimer's is coming, but then you really get to know her. It starts in my childhood in Garden Grove, and it takes you to Japan. It takes you through our travels. It takes you through some really funny moments, you know, where my mother's shoving me out the door to a magician I don't want to go to because I think it's a musical, or when we're, we're uh, at the Oscars and we're being chased by paparazzi, or maybe it's jewel thieves. You don't know, but it ends on the darker note with her struggle with Alzheimer's and uh, that Those were the hardest chapters to write, of course, and they were the last chapters of the book.
0: Well, that's curious to me because you also narrated the audiobook, and I wanted to ask you how hard was that? Because it, it is a full-life type of book, and the end, it, it gets sadder. How hard was that to narrate yourself? And was it absolute that you wanted to be the one to narrate
2: this? Yes, it was absolute. I wanted to narrate it because I had uh, written the book by telling the stories. So I would drag my kids into the kitchen and I'd say, okay, just sit down for five minutes and of course it'd be ten minutes. And I would say, uh, just listen because that's how I understood what I was writing was by listening to how the words fell in the room and how the stories either came full circle or didn't. So I really wanted to be the one narrating the audio tape. And it was fantastic all the way through until, of course, the last couple chapters. And then there was just um, one chapter where I was talking, it was Easter, I think it's the second rising chapter, and I was just talking about my kids going out into these waves and and we rise and we rise and we rise. And I I just couldn't, I, I had a hard time getting through that particular one. I'm not going to lie. There was some tears shed on that one.
0: Yeah, and, and, and you dedicated this book not only to your mother but, but your children because you really wanted to, your children to know your mom the way you knew your mom and not remember her at, at this final stage of, of her life, to actually know her as the mom, the woman that that, that she was. She, she was a military wife, and military wives are a right. special breed, and they are right. – um, They they raised the family. They, you know, their husbands are gone for long periods of time. So, you know, she she was a a can-do woman.
2: Absolutely. You're absolutely right. There was a fierceness about her. She was demure and fierce at the same time. And I I was. I was angry. That's what inspired me to write the book. I was angry at watching her memory fade. And the woman that I loved so much and knew so well, She is still... She is still recognizable, but she was not someone that my kids would get to know in the way I'd known her. She wasn't recognizable as the old Beverly that we knew and loved so well and distinguishable. I, I will say that's one of the things about my mom. Um, so that's what inspired me to write it, so that the kids would know, know their grandmother. But really, I think you said it better, so that her legacy would not be Alzheimer's. It would be the beauty of the life that she'd lived. And I also dedicated it to a Washington native, uh, Seattle native, right now. His name is Alvin Sargent. And I don't know if you know, but he lives there. But he's the great screenwriter that we know from Paper Moon, Ordinary People, Julia, Spider-Man. And so he will be coming when I come there. He'll be coming to the book signing because uh, he inspired me to write. He's the one who said, write in 20-minute stretches. And that's about all I could manage having kids. And it's because of Alvin, I think, that this book got written
0: that's that's incredible. I, I didn't know that he was in Seattle, uh, but we, there's a lot of great screenwriters here, and we, we need to talk to him and have him on maybe in, in the future. But there's a really great bed of talent here here in Seattle. They talk about it because it's because of the weather that everybody has to stay inside and become creative. And so it sparks uh-huh. uh, well, so we have you, the okay, weather to really thank for California.
2: that. Well, I, I knew him from California. He was my neighbor, and I just completely fell in love with him. And he eventually moved back out to Seattle to be near his daughters who live there. So I miss him terribly, but uh, at least I'll get to see them when I come through. That's going to be wonderful.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now, your mom, she was your biggest fan. She encouraged you to really become an actress professionally, and she believed in you when you really weren't believing in yourself. And so she got to experience your success. And so that has to be you know, somewhat of a comfort to you that, that she at least saw you become who she believed you you always could be.
2: Yes, that's, a, that's beautifully put. That's serious, too. She was with me on so many film sets, and she was with me during the Tonys, and she was with me during the Oscars, and she had a blast. We had a blast together. She truly is my best friend, and it was gratifying. To have her there in the moment. And I think my mother felt like she'd earned those awards with me. And indeed, she had, because she had always been such a big believer. So that was, was very gratifying. I mean, now this, the sadder part is that she doesn't get to know my kids and see their accomplishments, and, and they see hers. They do learn from her still. I write at the end of the book, she's still, you know, be in the moment where my mother is, still in the moment, loving, learning, and teaching. And we can learn a lot from our parents as they're aging, if we just take the time to really look at them. I think that was one of the gifts from writing the book was the opportunity to reflect on who is my mother, who was my mother, what did she enjoy, what were her favorite things, how did she make it through a day. And by understanding who she was, you understand who you are, who who I am.
0: Was there any... Um actors or movie sets or actresses that that she wanted it's like hey marcia can you make sure that i meet this person or did, did she ever get starstruck <laughs> uh
2: we were all starstruck when we met glenn eastwood uh oh. mother especially but i'm the one who bit a hole through my tongue so i don't i shouldn't say mom especially i was completely starstruck she got to meet meryl Streep. she was really thrilled with that she she got to meet everybody um And I think she just liked being there. If if mom had a position on set that she wanted to be, it would have been a script supervisor. She loved to be on the set. She couldn't believe how many people it took to make a movie. She couldn't believe the village of movie-making. is You know, several hundred people, 150 people. So uh, she she loved traveling with me and doing that.
1: Well,
0: since you've opened up about your mom's battle and your family's being affected by this do do people that you thought never maybe were affected have have they approached you people within the industry because i i know your readers are coming out and they've found common ground with you uh on this disease are are you finding that that people within your own circle that maybe you didn't realize have have come to you and said hey you know that this happened in our family too
2: well i think it's happening everywhere It's readers, it's fans, it's people in my circle, it's uh, friends. People are identifying with this because it is pervasive. And fortunately, there's a lot in the news right now about it. Fortunately, there's a lot of research going on about it. I just was up at the Lou Rubo Center in Las Vegas, and I was introduced uh, to one of the amazing doctors, Dr. Cummings. Who was talking to me about a new drug that's right around the corner? There's a lot right now about brain health with Dr. Hyman talking about food and diet and exercise. So I'm very happy that the awareness level for Alzheimer's seems to be rising. I uh, hope, you know, the, the disease itself is also incrementally rising. I think I'd read somewhere recently that one, every six seconds someone gets the disease. And they said in the next 20 years, it'll be every three seconds. And you just think that's a devastating, that's a devastating statistic. I saw the 60 Minutes piece where it tracked a family for 10 years. So if awareness is the first thing, then the next thing is throw money at it, throw money into research. And that's what Bill Gates has just done. We're on the right path. We're on the path to finding a cure, figuring out how to, halt the disease and ultimately find a cure for the disease and the reason why but it's going to take time and i think in the interim in the meantime that's what people are connecting to me about to say this book is very needed they've gone through it too it was a struggle it wasn't easy and what can we do in the moment and in the moment we can be in the moment and offer comfort and love and i just got a great text from my sister who's with my mom right now and they're drawing they're doing art they've got the the paint out on the table and they're doing creative things and i think it's uh, we have to validate the lives of people who are losing their memory because they can't validate them for themselves so we have to be in the moment with them
0: so you, you, you have uh, a brother and, and sisters, I believe, and so does everybody take a different role? That, that, does it affect people in the family in different ways? Does everyone have a different role when something like does I mean, you, you definitely circle the wagons as a family, but, but everyone reacts differently or does everyone react the same or is, is there some ones in your family who are more the caregivers and how does that affect well, them sure.
2: the, the people who live closer to her can do uh, more hands on care everybody takes a position the people who live further do a different kind of care I mean, what I'm trying to do is repurpose my pain into um, something positive by writing the book by becoming an activist by allowing mom to be with me uh, in spirit as we try to help other people. The people closer to her, of course, can do more hands-on care. And if you're not careful, Alzheimer's can also tear a family apart because sickness can do that anyway. Death can do that anyway. And Alzheimer's can certainly do it. It is a long goodbye. And I, I think it's important for families to to join together with every positive ounce of energy they have to Support the caregiver. I'm, I'm, I'm here at my location, and I'm being told I have to get oh, out yeah. of the car. So All right. can we do one more question, if, if that's good by you?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just want to say that um, it's you're going to be uh, May 6th at 4 o'clock at University Bookstore, and you're going to be signing and meeting with fans. And Is there anything that you want them to know uh, when they're coming out and, and what to expect?
2: Well, I just, uh, first, I'm so excited they will be coming out on May 6th, Uh, I am excited to sign the books to them, to their mothers, I hope Alvin is there and they can take his hand too because he's just such an illustrious person in the business, and I I want them to to connect with me and to talk to me and tell me their stories and join me in this battle against Alzheimer's, they should also know that by purchasing the book, I donate a portion of my proceeds to Alzheimer's Research, so they're part of making a difference, they're part of finding a cure.
0: Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know you you are just in a media storm right now. Um, Everybody wants to talk to you and just giving us a few minutes. I know I went over, uh, but you're so interesting to talk to. Um, And this is such a fantastic subject to really get out to people because, like you said, it disconnects everybody um, one way or another. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for coming to Seattle and sharing this experience with us. and, And thank you for writing the book.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. All
0: right. You have a great day.
2: Okay. Thank you. Bye.
0: (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. The the book again is called The Seasons of My Mother, A Memoir of Love, Family, and Flowers. It's by Academy Award-winning actress Marcia Gay Harden, and it's available now. So thank you for joining.